Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, 
we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond... Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. 
You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. All right, welcome. Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Tuesday, the 4th of April. Good to have you aboard. We are a Blue Wire podcast. However you're listening to us, make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. I really appreciate it. Glad to have you here with us for another week of shows. Got a lot going on. A lot going on. So much going on. We'll get around to everything here over the course of today's show. We're going to Get into some Panthers. George Richards, FloridaHockeyNow.com. Panthers have a huge game tonight. He'll join us. We'll do a little Panthers with him. The Heat are back in action tonight as well. Heat are in Detroit. Panthers are hosting Buffalo. We had the national championship last night. There's so much going on. Let's get right out of here. Of course, have to acknowledge, got to mention, everything Zaslow Show 2.0 is presented by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. 800-747-3. That's 800-747-3733 if you're involved in any kind of accident. Whatever it is, you focus on getting healthy. You let them take care. You get the money that you deserve. First, you call 911. You're in an accident. Then you get an attorney on the phone immediately when you call Anna Jar and Levine. Accident attorneys, 800-747-3. That's 800-747-3733. Okay, here we go. So, Let's start out with the national championship. And the first thing I got to say, and you know the direction I'm going in, all right? If, if you're a Zaslow Show fan, you know where we're at here. You're thinking the same thing I'm thinking, waiting for the game to start. And you look at, you, you look at your phone, you look at your watch, you look at your clock, you're like, holy shit, 9.20, 9.20? So 9.20, you finally get around to this game getting going. And look, the game stunk. You know, UConn dominated the same way that they've dominated everybody so far. Well, I shouldn't say so far. Tournament's over. Don't look for the next game. It's over. There's no so far. They dominated San Diego State just like they've dominated everybody, just like they dominated Miami. They won every game by double figures. Like, only a handful of teams have ever done that before. So, it's an historic run by Dan Hurley's group there and University of Connecticut Huskies, who... It's it's interesting. The conversation... Like, the conversation today is not about the game last night. Game stunk. Yes, San Diego State made a run. Was it 60-55, to 55, I think it was, with like six or seven minutes left? The San Diego State fans were going crazy. They showed their arena there. It, it was really cool for a moment, and that was it. And then UConn took back over, scored like five straight points after that. Now it's 65-55, and that's all she wrote. So the game stunk, and... Especially for the most part, like the first five, six minutes of the second half, whew, not an easy game to watch. Not a whole lot of offense. Neither team shooting the ball well. Uh, the fouls all over the place. And look, I, I, I got into the last part of the Hurricanes regular season because it was worth getting into. It was a lot of fun, and the Canes were really good all year. And certainly between UM and FAU in the tournament, and the tournament's always great. But here's the thing. And I think you saw it last night for most of this game, which the game stunk. Here's the thing. 
I'm not a big college basketball guy, but the main reason that I'm not a big college basketball guy, I don't think it's a good game. I don't think it's well played. I don't think that... I, I think the game has suffered over however many years we're talking about, the last 15, maybe 20 years. And you saw where the NBA... The NBA, by the way, came... The NBA and the NBA Players Association came up with... a. It hasn't been ratified yet, but they have an agreement on a new CBA. So, surprisingly, not only is there not going to be a work stoppage, but they've seemingly come to an agreement at the first deadline. So, that's great news for everybody involved. And one of the issues that was tackled, but they're not going to do anything about it, is they're, they're not doing anything with the the rule where you can come into the league at 18. And I told you what I would ideally like in that spot is you can come to the league when you're 18. You can come to the league when, right away, 18 years old. You come into the league. But if you decide to go to college, if you commit to going to school, you got to stay at least a couple years. That's how baseball does it. Baseball, it's actually three years. If you're going to go to school, you got to commit. But if you, if you want, you're allowed to come straight into the league. Why shouldn't you be allowed to come straight into the league? Well, I imagine the NBA Players Association didn't want it because they don't want jobs that right now are being held by veterans to be taken away by kids, by 18-year-olds. And I get that. But my point is, the game has suffered because the college game, and the NBA too, it's not been a good thing for the NBA either because you got 18-year-olds coming into the league, 19-year-olds too have only spent one year in college who are not ready. They're not ready, so instead of being developed in college, the NBA coach has to develop these kids, and that's backwards. But the college game has been hurt as well. I still love college basketball, but the college game has been hurt as well because, number one, as fans, we don't get to know these players. All the good players, all the great players, they leave after one year. When, you know, back when I'm growing up, Christian Leitner's there for four years. Tim Duncan's there for four years. If, if the team loses in the national championship game or the team loses in the final four, all right, they're going to come back next year stronger than ever. That's why that 2006-2007 Florida Gators back-to-back national champions, Joe Kim Noah, Al Horford, Corey Brewer, those are three lottery picks. They decided to come back for their sophomore years. All of them, the five of them, Lee Humphrey as well, uh, what was his name? Uh, Torian, Torian Green. They all decided to come back, which was crazy. Crazy. And it all worked out for them because they ended up winning a national championship again. And they, it didn't hurt any of their draft status. Any of their draft stock. If anything, it probably helped Al Horford a little bit, who I think went number three that year. I don't know if he'd have been that high otherwise. Noah went five. I think Corey Brewer was still a lottery pick. Anyway. The college game has been hurt because it's all really young players and the really good players leave after one year. And it's also why you see teams like Miami who have some older players. You get to a place where it's kind of men versus boys, where you have 22 and 23-year-olds playing against 18 and 19-year-olds. And, and those upperclassmen, they're bigger and stronger. And they're going to have a chance against those younger, more talented teams. So you see the upsets in the tournament, right? But the college game has suffered. I don't think it's a good product. It's also why, you know, for the women, the women's college, the women's college basketball was a major success. 
this year. Final Four, their tournament, very big ratings. Like for all those people out there, especially the women who, who are just, you got to put it on a big stage. Stop hiding the games. People want to see it. People will watch. All those people who have been preaching that for years about the women's game, they've been proven right. Now, what will happen if there's not like a Caitlin Clark? Now, she wasn't the whole tournament, but she's like a Steph Curry type player that is drawing you to the TV. Now, will we see it next year if there's not like a Caitlin Clark who's making a run like this? I don't know. Time will tell. But for right now, everyone who has been screaming, people want to watch the women just give the women a chance. They were proven right in a very big way this year. But I'm not a fan. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a good game. I don't like the way it's played. I don't think it's a great product. There are good individual stories. All the Caitlin Clark stuff, even Angel Reese, Haley Van Lith. There are really good individual players, really good individual stories, interesting stories. As far as the game goes, like I was watching the Lady Canes, I'm watching the Miami Hurricanes women's basketball team in the Sweet 16. I mean, and obviously was it round of 32 when they beat Indiana. And then, of course, in the Elite Eight when they, they lose to, I think it was LSU, right? It, it, like, it was fun and I'm supporting. But I'm watching the games and look, I, I don't think it's good basketball. That, that's just me. It's, 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 not, like, it's not for everybody. I guess that's the point that I'm trying to make. But the women, and, and we'll circle back to that in a second, the women had a tremendous tournament, a tremendous Final Four. And so all those people who've been screaming about the women and that people want to watch, just put it on a big stage. You, you're right. You're, you're proven right. But that doesn't mean it's for me. And the same way with the men's college basketball. I used to love it. I don't think it's a very good product anymore. And that game stunk last night. There, there's no two ways around it. But the, the conversation, I think, is not about necessarily this UConn team and, and, you know, Dan Hurley and not necessarily about this UConn team, but it's about, in general, big picture. UConn's not, like, UConn's not a blue blood. UConn's not Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina, even UCLA, which is not the threat that they used to be, but they're not what, Georgetown. Like they're not one. They're not a blue blood UConn. But since what was it ninety nine? They've won five national titles within the last twenty five years. They've won the most national titles since they won their first. Their first in nineteen ninety nine. Five national titles. And for, I mean, and think about it like this too. UConn, there's, when we think about their basketball program, period. So we're talking the men and the women. When you want to do it all encompassing like that, UConn is far and away the best basketball program in the country, right? I mean, I don't know how many national titles the UConn women have won, but I know for all those years, until the game has caught up a little bit, the UConn women were indestructible, unbeatable. Gino R.E.M., everybody knows. And now you also have the men who, in the last 25 years, have won five national titles, more than any other men's program. UConn, you look at it cumulatively, UConn's the best basketball program in the country. And like it's not even close. So, so the story today, I think, is it's not about the game last night, but it's 
UConn and how over the last quarter century, seemingly out of nowhere, right? Because you, you go back 25 years ago, they, they were not a big program until those couple years before when they finally won in 99. Yeah, those Richard Hamilton, Ray Allen teams. I think it was right around that time, very late 90s, right? And you look at them now and they're, they're the best program overall when you're talking about the men and women. And just the men, no one has won more national titles with them than them over that span. Pretty amazing. Now also, <laughs> we're talking about the big stories from last night. 9.20 start time, terrible. UConn's one of the best programs of all time. Yes. I got, I got two unpopular opinions here. Okay? Two unpopular opinions. Now, one of the stories, and last night, this was a story at the end of the game, right? Jim Nance. Jim Nance has been calling the Final Four NCAA tournament forever. You would have thought Jim Nance was retiring altogether. He's going to be on the Masters this weekend. He's still the number one team with the NFL. All right, he's not juggling any, everything anymore. So he's stepping, he's not going to be doing the Final Four anymore. I ain't Eagle is now going to be the voice for CBS for the Final Four. Two unpopular opinions I have. Number one, I'm not phased at all by Jim Nance not doing the Final Four anymore. I got news for you. And this shouldn't be an unpopular opinion. This should just be a fact. Ian Eagle is leaps and bounds better than Jim Nance. No disrespect. It's more about respect for Ian Eagle. Ian Eagle's one of the all-time great broadcasters, period, and is better than Jim Nance. Like, I I don't know. It didn't didn't strike a chord with me when Jim Nance was saying goodbye last night. Was it a big... Is that that an unpopular opinion? I don't know. You can always hit me up at Zaslow Show, at Zaslow J on Instagram, where I'm an influencer, but I love love interacting with everybody. Is that an unpopular opinion? I was not phased by Jim Nance leaving last night. Second, maybe unpopular opinion from last night. First unpopular opinion, not phased by Jim Nance leaving the Final Four. Didn't strike a chord with me. Can't wait for Iron Eagle. Second unpopular opinion. I don't care about one shining moment. I just, I, I don't know, like... The game ended, I watched for like another minute, I shut it off, because I've never, one one shining moment has never done anything for me. I I don't know. Am I heartless? Do do, do I have a black heart? I don't care about one shining moment. Now that's going to be an unpopular opinion. The Nance one may not be such an unpopular opinion, not caring about one shining moment, and almost never waiting around to watch one shining moment, that's going to be an unpopular opinion. It doesn't do anything for me. Is that crazy? I don't know. It's, it's not for me. It's not a big deal to me. Big deal or not a big deal, that's not a big deal to me. So, gave you two unpopular opinions. Not phased by Jim Nance leaving. Don't like one shining moment. Yeah, I said it and what? UConn. Their program in general, that's the big story. And by the way, Jim Calhoun, Kevin Ollie, and now Dan Hurley. 
They're doing it with three different coaches. It's not the same guy. So was it Calhoun with three, two or three? Kevin Ollie won. Dan Hurley now won, right? That, it, they're the best program over the last 25 years. They really are. And I hate UConn. It, it's, it's, it's F UConn in this house. I hate UConn. Does it make the Kane fan feel better that UConn won? Is it one of those things? Like, does the Canes fan, does the hardcore Canes fan who was devastated by losing in the Final Four, does it make you feel better that UConn, they won the whole thing and they did to San Diego State exactly what they did to you and what they did to everybody? I do think it's one, and it's two years in a row, right? Last year, Kansas, it's two years in a row, right? Where the Canes lose to the team that winds up winning the whole thing. I, I do think, especially because UConn beat everyone by double figures, I do think it's one of those cases where the Canes fan probably, probably feels okay. They, or or they, they're not as upset when, since it was UConn. If San Diego State beat them, beat them, then you'd be really annoyed. And for FAU, if San Diego State would have won. See, I think it's the opposite there. I think if you're FAU, you're glad San Diego, because screw, screw San Diego State. I think if you're FAU and San Diego State would have won, you're like, oh my God, if we got one more stop, we, leg- we could have beat this UConn team because San Diego State just beat them. See, I think it's the opposite for FAU. I think Miami... Feels a little bit better that UConn won. And I think FAU is glad that San Diego State didn't win. They also feel better that UConn kicked San Diego State's ass. So it's kind of the opposite, but kind of the same, if you understand what I'm saying there. Hey, speaking about understand what's going on. When life gets salty, you make yourself a margarita, right? Well, when water damage gets you mold, you call or text Water Cleanup of Florida. That's right. See, when disaster strikes in your home or your business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. My boys, the Greensteins, family, friends, childhood friends, Water Cleanup of Florida understands how unexpected property damage it can overtake your life or your business. Don't stress. Allow Water Cleanup of Florida's over 60 years of combined experience. Handle your restoration project from start to finish. The Water Cleanup team at Water Cleanup of Florida are prepared to handle all disasters, all sizes, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. And here's the best part. Water Cleanup of Florida, fully licensed, insured, and general contractor that provides you that one-stop shopping that busy homeowners, busy business owners require. Their entire objective is to make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free, serving the entire Tri-County area, Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. Call or text Water Cleanup of Florida if you think you got a problem. If you think you got to make sure it gets taken care of. Otherwise, it could be a massive thing. Call or text 954-900-8635. That's 954-900-8635. You could also visit their website, wcufl.com. Water cleanup of Florida. We clean up your schmutz. So, we also have, we're not done with the college basketball. We also have the women now. And if there wasn't enough controversy... The day after, between Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese. Now, I'm not going to sit here and and, and get all crazy about the behavior. I'm going to get all nuts about a game and a sport that I'm not into. And I just told you, I don't think is particularly good. So, I'm not going to be all phony baloney here and fake outrage. Okay, I, I can't do that. I mean, I have an opinion. I thought it was a little over the top. 
But whatever, I'm not going to fake outrage over it. It's not important enough to me. So yesterday, Dr. Jill Biden, the first lady of the United States of America, she is inviting the Iowa women to the White House as well, along with the national champion LSU women. This is bullshit. I don't, I don't know any other way to put it. And Angel Reese came out and she was like, and she, she tweeted in response to it, like crying emojis. What a joke. I, I got to tell you, I don't think there's anything like nefarious going on here. I know it's an easy place to go. Oh, Joe Biden, you know, she loves that Kaylin Clark. She feels bad with all the taunting. So let's bring those girls as well. I don't think there's anything nefarious going on here. I think, I think it's rather patronizing of Dr. Jill Biden, the first lady. Here's why it's patronizing. For one, it has a very participation trophy feel to it. Everybody knows when you win a national championship or you win a world championship in this country, you get invited to the White House. You get to meet the president. You take the tour. You get the pictures. It's a very prestigious thing. It's something you look forward to. No matter who the president is. Don't give me that bullshit. The runner-up doesn't go. The loser doesn't go. The winner goes to the White House. This feels very participation trophy-esque. Oh, both teams tried hard. Let's bring them all to the White House. That's number one. Number two, this is a... And and it's obviously not Dr. Jill Biden's intention. This is a very bad look for the women's basketball game. And here's why. Women's basketball, WNBA, but especially the collegiate, which, which is on fire right now. The women's college basketball, just women's basketball in general, has come a long way, right? I mean, look, look at the ratings. Look at the sellouts for the Final Four. Look at the attention. Look at the drama. They've come a long way. This isn't 20, 25 years ago where... Just everyone gets to come. Let's celebrate everyone. Let's celebrate all the women. What a great game. This sets them back. The champions, the winners, they come to the White House. By making it look like participation trophy bullshit, that's patronizing to these women. It's, you're not, I mean, maybe they will, but... Are they also going to invite San Diego State to the White House or just UConn? Because I don't think they're inviting San Diego State. So the men, just the champion, get to go. But the women, we want all these wonderful young ladies to come to the White House. No, it's patronizing. They're on the same level as the men. And you look at how far they've come as well. You want to pull something like this like 20 years ago and make sure everybody gets attention and attention that they deserve? Okay, but the men's runner-up are not going to be invited to the White House. You're patronizing the women by inviting them as well. That's bullshit. And like I said, I don't think there's anything nefarious going on here. But that, that's a bad look. And I feel, like, I feel like the First Lady's trying to be really nice. And I think it sets the women's, ba- the women's game back. I think it's a bad look. And I, 
Like now, th- does Iowa decline? Because that's kind of rude. But if I'm LSU, I, I don't want them there. We, we won. This is one of the great perks. Is now we get to go to the White House. We get to meet the president. We get to tour the White House. Oh, but all the ladies are invited. Because everybody tried so hard. They've never done that before. Where you invite the loser as well. And to do it with the women, it makes it look like they're less than. To me. Because you're not inviting the runner-up for the men. You're not inviting the team that lost to the men. You're only doing it for the women. It makes them look less than. It's patronizing. I don't like it. All right. So I think those are the big stories from yesterday as far as the national championship goes. Man, last night. I, 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 I got to talk a little bit about WWE. We'll get to it. I'll, I'll work my way to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. So we got a huge game tonight, all right? Everybody knows all guests on Zazlo Show 2.0 are brought to us by the official beer of Zazlo Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba, European roots of the Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. If you're going to enjoy the Panther game on your couch, hey, go make sure you stop by your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas, pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba's Muy Delicioso. Remember, always drink responsibly, and of course, Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. Joining us here, no one covers the Panthers better than FloridaHockeyNow.com's George Richards. He is fresh off of morning skate as the Panthers have the Buffalo Sabres tonight. As it's it's looking like this is this is to put a nail in the coffin of the Buffalo Sabres season tonight, right, George? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the Buffalo Sabres will have six games left after this one, but they're four points back of the Florida Panthers. So um, they've got to win. Uh, they've got more games than anybody that's in this race, but if they lose tonight, uh, that's pretty much it for the Sabres. Uh, good for them. They got themselves back into this race. They were left for dead a couple weeks ago, just like the Panthers were, you know, last Monday night after they lose in Ottawa. Um, so good on the uh, Buffalo Sabres uh, pulling themselves back into this thing. But if they lose tonight to the Panthers, it's a huge game for both. Like Paul Maurice said this morning at the morning skate, um, Tonight's a playoff game. It's a playoff game for Buffalo. It's a playoff game for the Florida Panthers. I mean, George, I, you're right. I, I killed the Panthers off a week and a half ago when they had the three straight yeah. losses. I, I said, this team is done. Uh, four straight losses, excuse me. And then you had that miracle in Toronto. Look, if the Panthers make the playoffs, we're going to look back at that yep. third period in Toronto. Holy shit. You know, Ekblad, it gets tipped by Reinhardt. Then you get the winner, Montour, in overtime. We will look back on that moment. It was a miracle, and it catapults the Panthers into the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. I think you look back at that Toronto game completely. I think you look at Keith Kachuk ripping the team on radio the, the, that morning of the oh, game. Oh, is that right? You look, oh, yeah. Keith Kachuk calls you know Keith Kachuk on a Toronto radio station on Wednesday morning. Um, he says that the Panthers are a soft team. You can read all about it, FloridaHockeyNow.com. The, the Florida Panthers are a soft team. They're deserving everything they get. Then you've got the third period where the Panthers look like a soft team, a team that doesn't want to be in the fight, a team that doesn't seem to care that they've lost fourth straight. And Paul Maurice goes ape on them in, in, on the bench. Um, and then they have that comeback win. So you've got the whole thing that happened on Wednesday. You've got Alex Lyon, who absolutely wills the Panthers to Amazing. that win. Because if it's not for Alex Lyon, 
The Florida Panthers are down 4-1, 5-1 in that game in Toronto. He kept them in it until that, like you said, yep. the Reinhardt tipped, tipped goal in the final minute, a six on four for Florida. Um, but yeah, you look back at that, you look back at that Toronto game as what turns around Florida's season because you lose four straight at this time of the year, you're done. You are done. The Pittsburgh yep. Penguins have and the New York Islanders have helped the Panthers along. They've been able to stay in this thing. And uh, now the Panthers have five. I mean, we talk about cats with nine lives. That's what's happened with the Florida Panthers playoff hopes this season. They've yeah. had nine lives. They've gotten help. They've won the right games. And now here they are. And they got five games left to do it. Let's talk about Alex Lyon here. He, yeah. you know, when you look at his numbers for the season, they are not impressive at all. Nope. But you look nope. at the last three games, he has been fantastic. And like you yep. said, that Toronto game, he was standing on his head. Uh, he's the reason they had an opportunity. So give me a little bit on on how he's played so far, which we know is great. So give me some thoughts there. And also, what's what do we know about Bobrovsky? Was he at skate this morning? Uh, I'm sure it's going to be Lion Net again tonight. It is. It's going to be Alex Lyon making his fourth consecutive start for the Panthers. Let's start with Sergei Bobrovsky. Um, apparently, he had a nasty, nasty, nasty bug. Um, he was not feeling well Monday going into that Ottawa game. He played anyway. Didn't look great. He hasn't played since. He was on the ice today. He may be the backup goalie, um, but Alex Lyon's going to Alex Lyons, excuse me, going to start. Um, well, I don't know what the difference has been for Alex. I mean, he's had a couple big moments for the Panthers. He's had a couple bad ones. Um, I think if you remember his first stint when he had to come up when uh, when both. Bobrovsky and um, and Knight. Spencer Knight were out. Um, he was good one game, bad the next. Uh, you, I, if you remember that Pittsburgh Penguins game where it was just a, you know, it, it, it was like a shoot. It was a shootout uh, of sorts. It was like seven sticks or something. Um, and then he comes back and he and he and he holds he holds the Boston Bruins to two goals. Um, then he goes back to the minors. Now we know Spencer Knight's not here, so he comes back, but he's filled in admirably. Didn't have a great game against Philadelphia. That was what started the four-game losing streak for Florida. But the Panthers look like look terrible in that game. You can't blame it on Alex Lyon when they only scored two goals against Philadelphia. That's your own fault. You know, I don't care if it's ten to two. You only scored two, so that's on you. Um, anyway, he's been great the last three, and uh, the Panthers really need him to be good tonight against uh, Buffalo because they've got Tage Thompson coming back. Um, this is a Buffalo team that's hungry, that's young, that doesn't, you know, is too dumb to know what they're in right now. So, you know, those are always dangerous teams. You just have to hope that they were dumb enough to go out last night in Fort Lauderdale and enjoy themselves. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. 
Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I feel like we're going to find out a little bit about this Panther team tonight. And what I mean by that is, okay, so you had Paul Maurice lighting them up in that Toronto game. Like you just mentioned there, Keith Kachuk is is saying that the team is soft right before that game anyway. So, okay, they get a miracle finish there in Toronto. But then let's be honest, the next two wins are against bad teams, all right? They beat up Montreal. They beat up Columbus. So, okay, did they they turn a little bit of a corner there? I I think we kind of find out tonight. I think you're right. I think I think people are forgetting that, listen, Montreal, playing Montreal in Montreal in a back-to-back, just because the Panthers have made easy work of the, the Canadians this year, not many other teams have. I mean, Montreal was supposed to be the worst team in hockey this year, and they're not, not even by a long shot. The Canadians are extremely competitive. They've beaten some very good teams this year. And recently, um, you know, uh, Marty St. Louis, the coach of the Canadians, has them playing pretty good hockey. And uh, the Panthers handled them again. Florida's 4-0 against Montreal, and none of them have been close. Good for the Panthers. But still, that was a pretty, pretty nice win for them. Columbus, that was a minor league hockey team. And, and Columbus has eight of their regulars out from the out of the last week. They've lost like seven or eight guys, not to mention guys that they lost earlier in the year. So beating Columbus the way the Panthers beat Columbus, that was no surprise. You should have put money on Panthers. Uh, the, the last penny you had, you should have bet on the Panthers on Saturday night because Columbus was a minor league hockey team. Is Carter Verhage one of the all-time great free agent signings by the Panthers? Oh, absolutely. I mean, just what a find. I mean, when you look at the Tampa Bay Lightning, let him go. He was a restricted free agent. All they had to do was make him a, an offer, a, an offer, you know, to, to they had his rights. Yep. He was a Tampa Bay Lightning player. Thing was, Tampa Bay – uh, we know about their salary cap concerns. The Florida Panthers are finding out that now. You know, they've got the same kind of problems. Um, the, the Tampa Bay just figured, okay, this Verhage guy, even though he doesn't play every night, he looks pretty valuable. If he takes this arbitration, we're going to lose. We're going to have to pay him a little bit more than we want to. So they didn't make him an offer. He becomes a free agent. Florida snaps him up. Two-year deal, $1 million per year. Um, Florida's like, we think this guy – if given the chance, it can do something. They never thought he was going to do this. The guy has got – every year has gotten better and better. Um, he has thrived on playing with the top players within the Panthers, and now he's an absolute threat to score every time the puck's on a stick. 40 goals for Carter Verhege, only the second player in Florida Panther history to have 40 goals. The other one, Pavel Bure. Ole Jokinen has never done it. You, uh, Steven Weiss never did it. Nathan Horton, go, go, the list goes on. Jonathan Huberto, Sasha Barkov, none of them. It's Carter Verhage and it's Pavel Burry. That's pretty good. So what do we know about Sam Bennett? Uh, is he getting close? We don't know. He's supposed to practice. He's supposed to skate this this afternoon or later this morning. Um, and, and then we'll see if we, he's in, he may practice with the team on Wednesday. If that's the case, then he's on track to maybe play Saturday in, in Washington. Um, but those groin injuries are, are something you don't want to mess with. So Florida wants to make sure he can get to not just one practice, but maybe two or three 
before they bring him back. And if they win tonight against Buffalo, um, they've got uh, Ottawa on Thursday. We won't see Sam Bennett Thursday. Um, if they can get the next two wins without Sam Bennett, uh, you know, I think they're feeling all right about things. How does Anthony Duclair look to you? He's got the one goal, which was an empty net goal. I think at the I think at the end of his first game back. But but here's the thing: uh, he has no other goals, but he's had a lot of chances, and yeah. he can't find the back of the net. What have you noticed with him? Well, I talked to Paul Maurice about this a couple weeks ago. That it just looked like his timing was off. I mean, let's not forget this guy did not go through preseason training or training camp or. <laughs> you know, the first, what, 60 games of the season. So you're, naturally your timing's going to be off. And we saw that a lot of times. You'd see a perfect pass come across the ice from Sasha Barkov and he couldn't handle it or it'd skip over his stick or whatever. Um, and he's not finding the net. But he is creating a lot of chances. He's getting a lot of uh, looks for other guys on on the team. Sasha Barkov's been the beneficiary of a couple of nice plays by, by Anthony DeClaire. The thing you worry about with a guy like Anthony DeClaire with an injury like that and an Achilles surgery is he's going to lose his speed. That He's going to be a step, maybe two steps slow from what he was. He isn't. He's got the same speed that he did. Now, that's that's impressive. What he hasn't been able to get is the control of the step, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and that'll come, you have to hope. I think that once he gets going, um, they'll start going in for him. You know, the old adage, you know, they start to snowball. And you talk about that empty net goal. He shouldn't have even had that empty net goal. I believe it was Eric Stahl. Oh, he just gave it to him. And said, here you go, buddy. Go get it. And, and, you know, so good on Eric Stahl. But, you know, it's still an empty net. So whatever. I, I think that once he starts getting some real goals going, once he scores once, let's say he gets one tonight. He may have a hat trick tonight. I don't know. You never know. Finally here, George, the the Panthers inexplicably are not only still in it as far as the wild card spot, they have just as good a shot at getting either wild card spot here in the final five games. And that's important because we know the number two wild card spot is going to face Boston. The number one would face likely Carolina, maybe New Jersey. And that's a major difference there, right? It is. Uh, you know, you look at the point totals. Uh, the Boston Bruins are having a Florida Panther-like season, or better than what Panthers did last year. They're just running away with things. They're setting all kinds of franchise records, which when you're the Boston Bruins, that's a little more impressive than the Florida Panthers setting franchise records because, you know, they've been around 100 years or whatever. But um, the Boston Bruins are an absolute juggernaut. But Florida's played them pretty tough. I mean, Florida split the four-game series Two to two. Um, I wouldn't expect the Panthers to beat Boston in a first round series. In fact, you'd, you'd hope it, it went past four or five. You, they don't get swept, maybe go five or six. Um, but who knows? You know, when the playoff starts, who knows? Um, I, I think you just try and get in. You're not trying to, well, we'd rather play Carolina. Right. Florida doesn't match up well with Carolina. They haven't matched up well with Carolina in years. So, um, you know, play who you're going to play. Just get into the playoffs and worry about it next, you know, in the days after that. Um, I, I don't think anybody's jockeying to, to, to avoid Buffalo or to play someone else because when you do that, you get yourself in some trouble. How many of these points do you need here, George? We got five games remaining, 10 points so available. 10. How many do they need? Probably eight. I would, because I, I, I just don't see Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh and the Islanders running the table. I, I think Pittsburgh is. You know, before they beat Philadelphia the other night, and Philadelphia is not a very good team, and they were coming off a back-to-back. 
Um, Phil, uh, Pittsburgh had won three out of their past seven. So Pittsburgh's not playing very good right now. Uh, maybe that Philadelphia game gets them back to, to, to feeling good about things. I don't know. Um, I think the thing to watch out for for both Pittsburgh and the New York Islanders is these next couple games. Um, these are their tough ones. After that, I think I think New York, the Islanders have the Lightning on Thursday. And then they've got like Chicago, Columbus. They've got like it's it's pretty easy for for both Pittsburgh and the Islanders. But but Pittsburgh's got two tough ones coming up. They've got New Jersey and somebody else that's pretty good. And then they've got three very, very winnable games. So uh, I would be, if you're a Panther fan, be rooting against Pittsburgh and the Islanders this week because next week they're probably going to make those points up. Yeah, so it kind of feels like of these four remaining home games, you probably got to win three out of four and then win that road game in Washington is probably what we're looking at, yeah? I would think so, yes, yeah. And if you can, if you go to overtime and lose one, that's okay. You don't lose that much. Um, you know, let's say, to, uh, let's say you'd want to be, you want to beat Buffalo in regulation. You don't want Buffalo getting any points, and then you can just kind of put them in the rear view and not worry about them. Um, but, you know, when you're looking at these things, you're looking at ahead. You're looking at Pittsburgh and the Islanders. Florida's not looking at Buffalo. They are tonight, but if they weren't playing Buffalo, they wouldn't even be thinking about Buffalo. Is it possible? Because the final game of the year is Carolina, and right now Carolina's three points up in their division. They're obviously yeah. not going to catch Boston for number one overall. Is there, a, is there a, a scenario where Carolina would maybe sit some guys on the final day? It's possible. I, I don't know. I mean, when you look at the, their coach, she's kind of fiery. He doesn't like the Panthers a whole lot. Uh, I, I don't know that they would do that. Um, you know, the Panthers did last year, but the Panthers were in Canada. They had already wrapped up the president's trophy and they kind of rolled out a bunch of minor league guys um, in Ottawa and Montreal for the final two games of the year. But those games didn't mean anything. Uh, Rod Brendamore of the Carolina Hurricanes knows that 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 Florida game will mean something. Uh, so I would not actually expect him uh, just for, you know, the competitiveness of the game. He wouldn't bring up their minor league team to play that game. I think he would uh, give it a go. But maybe rest of one key player or two, something like that, but it wouldn't be anything major. George, tell everyone how, how they can catch – how everyone can catch the remainder of your coverage this season. Oh, yeah. Come on over, FloridaHockeyNow.com. Um, you know, we, uh, you know, we cover the Panthers every single day. We've got three, four stories uh, on the daily basis on the team. Um, follow me at Twitter at George Richards. And you can visit our YouTube channel, uh, Florida Hockey Now. The YouTube channel's got videos uh, from the Panthers every single day. So come check it out. Great job, George. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Have fun tonight. Should be a great one. All right. Thank you, Zaz. Appreciate you, brother. Great job by George Richards, Florida Hockey Now. And like I told you, nobody covers the Panthers better or longer. Then my guy George Richards right there. Huge game tonight. Need a big effort from the Panthers tonight. A big effort. I'll sleep well, all right? I, I know I'm going to sleep already because I got my sheets and giggles, you know? But I, I need I need the Panthers to get two points tonight. I need a heat victory. And then I sleep like a baby. That's right. I got my eucalyptus comforter. I got the bedding. I got my eucalyptus pillow, all courtesy of one of our newest sponsors here on Zaslow Show 2.0. Sheets and giggles. That's right. Ultra cool and sustainable eucalyptus bedding. Zaslow family now, we're four. We're four of over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping soundly on sheets and giggles 
famous eco-friendly eucalyptus lyocell bedding, Sheets and Giggles, SheetsGiggles.com, SheetsGiggles.com slash Zazlo. Use my promo code Zazlo and you get 20% off your first order. That's a great discount that my man Colin, he's the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles. That's a great discount he's providing everybody. And I'm telling you, I already have a few listeners who've gotten them. They go, Zazlo, you know, I heard about Sheets and Giggles on the Levitard show and now they're on your show. So I decided, went on there, I used your promo code, I got 20% off. I got the Sheets and Giggles. I, I'm sleeping like a baby. I'm like, I know. That's what I've been telling you. I, I can't get over that comforter. It is my, it's the best comforter I've ever had. I sleep so well. So also, hey, super environmentally friendly. We're talking 30% less energy use than cotton sheets, 96% less water than some cotton sheets. So my man Colin and Sheets and Giggles, they care about the environment. That's obviously a good thing. Hypoallergenic, zero static, all that good stuff. But you guys know, I've been telling you for a while now. Sheets and giggles, so soft, so cool, so breathable. That comforter, it's heavy, but it's not, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Sheets and giggles, sheetsgiggles.com. So, I'm watching the Marlins yesterday, and they suck, man. But it's not just that they suck. They're, they're a freaking bore. So, they're 1-4 now after losing, you know, 11-1 to the Twins last night. One and four. The only game they won I was at. Ah, good luck. But I, I, I'm, I can't go down there every, every series. I can't do it. One and four last night. Okay, and here's, here's the first thing I noticed. Number one, I know Johnny Cueto had a good year last year. And has had a really good career. Okay. But, and Johnny Cueto got hurt. I think it was in the first inning. Johnny Cueto got hurt early in the game. Did not return. Now the bullpen's going to be a disaster. And we're just in the fifth game of the year, and we already have a position player who's out there pitching. That's right. Jacob Stallings was out there pitching in the eighth inning, gave up a home run. He's throwing EFIS pitches. All right. So already five games into the season, we got position players who are on the mound. But even before Johnny Cueto got hurt, we're rolling Johnny Cueto out there. Here's the thing. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm some kind of expert when it comes to the Marlins prospects and Marlins farm system. But one thing we hear every single year, pitching, 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 how great the Marlins pitching is, how great the young pitching is. And we're rolling Johnny Cueto out there as our fifth starter? Like, really? I just, I, every year, nonstop, we just hear about pitching and we're still, we, we're still throwing Johnny Cuetos out there in the rotation. And then... You look at the rest, of the, and they, they can't score. What is it? Nine runs. Nine runs in five games. They are a freaking bore. They do not hit. They can't score. And here's the thing. And we know Kimming sucks. She sucks. And the owner sucks too. Bruce Sherman's a garbage owner. I'm telling you, go back and look at the way this team played when Loria was the owner. Specifically like the first ten years of Loria's ownership. It obviously got really bad like the last four. But... You go look at the first 10 years that Jeffrey Loria owned this team. Yes, they obviously won a World Series. Competitive every single year. Every year. This se- Are we in year six now with Sherman? Five or six? Does anyone actually think this team is in better shape right now than they were the day that Bruce Sherman bought the team? They're not in better shape. Seems terrible. They're unwatchable. We're five games into the season, and everybody knows the, the season's done. 
They're never going to be in it. And they're a brutal watch. Five, six years, whatever it is into this Bruce Sherman. He's awful. He's a horrendous owner. The GM sucks. Even, you look at the one trade that they made going into this season for Luis Arez, who's been great so far. Here's the thing. It's not a good trade. Luis Arez, he's a slap hitter. He's a singles hitter. He's going to get on base a ton. And guess what? No one's going to hit him in because this offense sucks. Luis Arez right now is in like 500, all right? He's got 11 hits so far on the season. You know how many runs he scored? Actually, he's got 11 hits, but he's been on base 12 times. He has a walk. So Luis Arez has been on the base 12 times. Scored two runs. It's not a good trade. Like, that's not the kind of player that the Marlins needed. He's, he's going to get on base with singles, and no one's going to hit him in. And look, like I said, you know, I'm not an expert. But I do know that every year, it seems, the Marlins have players playing positions that they've never played before. Why do we have so many guys playing positions they've never played? Jazz Chisholm in center field so far looks like a disaster. He wasn't a very good defensive second baseman. Now, I think Short's his normal position, but he does not look good in center field. Gene Segura, I don't believe has ever played third base before this year. He's naturally a second baseman. Why every year do we have got, and they can't seem to find a position for, uh, for Jesus Sanchez. Why... Why do we have so many guys playing positions they've never played before? And, and, and here's also the thing. Which, here's, look, Jazz is fun, man. He's probably, well, I mean, Luis Arreyes is probably the best player on the team. But if you want to say Jazz is the best player, uh, okay, fine. But here's the thing. Like, you know, I had someone send me a message on Twitter yesterday just about, oh, you know, J- Jazz is a superstar. No, he's not. Like, not even close. He's a career 250 hitter. His on base is 304 for his career. I mean, it's below average. Forget superstar. And yeah, he hit he hits home runs. He's got power, and that's what makes him a good player. Because despite the low average and the really low on base percentage, he hits for enough power that he's overall a net positive. But Jazz Chisholm is not a star player. Like, not even close. Eventually, maybe, potential, okay. Not a star player. Not even close. And it just, it's amazing. Five games in, man, and, and this team is unwatchable. Nine runs? And I think they've given up, what, 29 maybe? Nine, 29? Does that sound right? Minus 20 run differential in five games? Yeah. Brutal. Soner sucks, and I know he said that he's not he's he's not selling the team anytime soon. We can only hope he's worse than Loria. He is awful. That you cannot tell anyone with a straight face that this team is in better position right now than they were when he bought the team because they're not. And you're a liar if you say that. Terrible. Anyway. Had to get a little bit off my chest there as far as the Marlins go. I'll tell you what else was not good last night. I don't want to do a lot of complaining, all right? Because I'm, I'm very into this Panther game tonight. 
The Heat, I mean, the Heat game is not so important. They're in Detroit. It's looking like Bam is going to be able to give it a go. They got enough distance between them and number eight, Atlanta, and too much distance between them and number six, Brooklyn. The Heat are stuck in that seven spot. Still, obviously, you know, the game's important. Not that important, but it's important. Panther game tonight's a monster. Very huge. You heard there with George. Eight out of ten points, probably what you need to finish here, these final five games of the season. So, I, I, feel, I feel so dumb. Because WrestleMania weekend was amazing. Amazing. I'm telling you here, nobody does entertainment like WWE. What a show. That's true. And then you get the news yesterday. Endeavor has bought WWE. WWE and UFC are now under the same company. Endeavor owns 51% of both. Shareholders own 49%. Vince McMahon and Ari Emanuel were on CNBC yesterday announcing it's a done deal. And then you get the rumors, which have kind of been out there, but now officially Vince McMahon is back to being the chief executive. While Triple H is still chief content officer. What that means is that Triple H is still in charge of creative, the stories. And that's been the case for like the last eight months. And guess what? WWE for the last eight months since Triple H took over, on fire. On fire. Phenomenal. So it goes to show, needed Vince out of there, out of touch. Needed new blood with Triple H. It's been amazing. And there have been rumors now that Vince is going to be back involved. Maybe heavily. Well, he said on CNBC yesterday that he is going to be involved big picture with creative. But not his words in the weeds. Now you never know what to believe when it comes to the wrestling media. You never know. All kinds of reports that Vince very involved with Monday Night Raw last night. And I'll tell you, in the middle of that show, and Raw After Mania is a major, major show. It's the biggest Raw of the year. Swerves, surprises. It's essentially the season opener. Season premiere. And in the middle of the show last night, I mean, I had to take to Twitter. And, and, and I, I had to say, and I'm, not, I'm, I'm never overly critical of WWE. I don't understand that, you know, the guys, the wrestling guys who, they, just all, all, they don't even like wrestling. They just bitch and moan every single week about how much it sucks. They don't even like it. Don't watch a show that you, you hate every single week. So I, I don't understand that attitude. I'm never like that. But I got to tell you, last night's Raw stunk. That was, that was not a good show. That was a bad show. And if these rumors are true that Vince was very involved last night, last night was a very ominous sign for the future of WWE. That was a bad show. And Raw After Mania is supposed to be the best show. That show stunk. I don't know any other way around it. And, like, at least you had something surprising at the very end with Brock and Cody. Although, we don't know why. That's okay. Maybe, well, I hope we'll find out why. But, I guess at least we had something surprise us. 
That show was bad last night. No, no call-ups from NXT. No real surprise returns. Don't give me riddle. I mean, it's, it's not that big a deal. Segments that didn't make sense. Where was Bailey? Kind of a bait and switch with the Roman Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar are both going to fight in the main event. It's kind of a bait and switch we ended up getting. That show last night was bad. I think it's a bad sign for WWE moving forward. I'm I'm very upset about that. Very upset about that. We'll see where it goes. But I do not have a good feeling. Tell you what I do have a good feeling though about. Let's do big deal or not a big deal. That's right. Big deal or not a big deal. Every show we make sure we get everything in. All the big stories that we weren't able to get around to earlier. Hey, are you dealing with water, mold, or fire damage in your home or your business? Is that a big deal? Maybe it's not a big deal. I don't know. But Water Cleanup of Florida, they're here 24 hours a day, 7 days a week to tell you if it is a big deal. You got to call them or text them when you notice something. 954-900-8635. Call or text 954-900-8635. Water Cleanup of Florida will tell you if that's a big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So the uh, Anthony Rendon from the Los Angeles Angels. You may have saw the video last week where he claims a fan called him a bitch. He grabbed the fan by the by the shirt, took a swipe at his hat, missed. A lot of jokes out there about Anthony Rendon swinging and missing. He's been a big disappointment after signing that massive contract with the Angels. Five-game suspension. It was roost to four. He began serving it last night. I'm going to go big deal. You can't behave that way. Apparently, he and the fan then spoke on the phone. They both apologized, that whole deal. I certainly don't like the fan calling the player a bitch. I'll never understand fan behavior like that. But also, if you're Anthony Rendon, you cannot react that way. I know Anthony Rendon has heard worse. He has to have heard worse. You cannot behave that way. So that's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. Speaking of WWE, how about Gunther, the current Intercontinental Champion? He He's on the verge of a major star. He had a great match Sunday night defending the Intercontinental title. He's got big plans. Moving forward, WrestleMania 40. At WrestleMania 40. The main event. That's the goal? Prediction. That's the prediction. Yes. Okay. Main event for the, the heavyweight title. The main we, belt. That's something we shall see. If, I, I don't plan on losing this one. And I want to make it the most important thing there is. So, Who's the opponent? At that night? Yeah. I leave that up to everybody else to make their... You have a wish? <laughs> no. I don't no, know you wish. don't care? I don't care. No dream opponent? There are, but obviously in this company, there are so many great guys I would really like to get in the ring with. But... Whatever the challenge is, I'm going like, to take on it head on and yeah, make the most out of that. So everything will come around at the end. Mm-hmm. Get in the ring with anybody if you're here long enough. So I take it as it comes. I'm going big deal. Gunther's a big star. One of my favorites out there right now. He's got that, he's got that 80s, 90s you know, heel look. He's, he's obviously he's foreign. He, he's, he's big. He's nobody beats him. Like you would have, you would have totally seen him as as an opponent for Hulk Hogan in the '80s. You know, I'm a big fan of Gunther. I'll go big deal, big deal or not a big deal. Another one WWE related. Yesterday, Bushwhacker Butch, R.I.P. Rest in peace. Have one half of the uh, of the Hall of Fame tag team, the Bushwhackers, Luke and Butch. 
Butch passed away yesterday. That's a big deal. Very sorry to hear that. Finally, big deal or not a big deal. So, I already told you, one of my unpopular opinions today was, I'm, I'm not broken up about Jim Nance signing off the Final Four for the last time. If you didn't hear it, here's his sign-off. One thing I learned through all of this is everybody has a dream and everybody has a story to tell. Just try to find that story. Be kind. You've told it better than most, let me tell you. Can I tell you one other thing? I mean this, not to try to play off hello friends, but to you, everybody in the college game, my CBS family, my family, all the viewers, thank you for being my friend. Yeah, I, I gotta go not a big deal. Like I said, I don't know. Maybe maybe I got black heart. I'm not broken up about Jim Nance leaving. It's not a big deal to me. And I and Eagles better. And it sounded like he was saying goodbye to the Golden Girls there. Thank you for being a friend. I'm going not a big deal. And that right there is another edition of Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. Brought to us by Water Cleanup of Florida. Unexpected damage occurs in your home or your business. You need specialized, fast, and reliable services. You don't know if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Let Water Cleanup of Florida take care of you. 954-900-8635. That is a big deal. All right. Huge game tonight. Panthers. These are playoff games. You heard George there. These are essentially playoff games for the Panthers. We got the... Can we get... Can we get a Heat and a Panther win tonight to start off the show tomorrow on a Wednesday? You know what that's called, right? That's called Double Dip. Now, both lose. Everybody knows that's the Double Dick Punch. We don't want that. Can we start the show tomorrow with the Double Dip? Hey, thanks everybody for listening to the show today. Thanks everyone's hard work. Well put together the show today. Really great job by everybody involved. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task, unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies, For both trailers and motorhomes, let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry. 
They specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix.